it's like she lives in like Soviet Russia. <laughs> like, and they're like, if you don't do skating, in Soviet you Russia, go to jail. I skates you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you don't skate ice. I skates you. Yeah. Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia at Mac is Cheesy. And I'm Miranda at Miranda Johnson. And today we're going to be talking to you all about Ice Princess. Woo woo. I feel like I you're definitely so quiet. You're like very like I definitely Ice Princessy. Ooh. Ice Princess. She's very quiet like throughout the entire movie. She kind of was. She's definitely very soft-spoken, which is weird mm-hmm. when you're used to Michelle Trachtenberg in, like, full Georgina, Georgina Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. Even, yeah. like, Georgina Sparks is, like, kind of soft-spoken, though, but she's very, like, aggressive, you know? Yeah. Like she's yeah, yeah. But she's, like, quiet. She, like, doesn't... I can't think of Michelle Trachtenberg using, like, an outside voice. No, I don't think so. And she, like, she was outside during... I don't get it. Yeah. She's just Especially quiet. compared to, like, the Hayden Panettiere, Kim Cattrall, even, like... Joan Cusack, how like oh, Joan Cusack is not quiet. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just so weird for that like main character to be so quiet. Yeah, but, you know it worked. It worked for we're this just, role. We're sure. be quiet and peaceful. I sound like yeah. Crystal from The Bachelor now. Um, and the podcast quiet. I listen to when they when they do their they call her um, Crystal Meth. <laughs> Whenever they do, they're like. Hi, every like they get like really gravelly. That's it's just so the exact bad. opposite it's, of her voice. I know, but it's like it's very like, it's like gravelly. Hi, you guys, I'm you guys so don't understand. Like she has this like weird like crackle. You know, yeah, it's not good. Whatever yeah. it is. Hey, you guys. I shouldn't be complaining about anyone else's voice, but like based. I mean, on my she own, can, she deserves it. I did want to say. <laughs> We should be talking softly and smoothly because we have a nice little sound of rain outside. I know. The little, I feel like it kind of I stopped. think it's gone it's now. Been, it's been off and on. So if you hear like random loud raindrops on the window. Yeah. I mean, or the concrete outside, you know. Yeah. Whatever. The dirty concrete outside. Okay. Ooh. Um, All right. So 2005. 2005. What a year, you know. I did think that this was going to, like, coincide with, like, another Winter Olympics or something. Turns out it literally had nothing to do with the Olympics. Who would have thought? Except they did mention that maybe she could be... Michelle Kwan, at the end of the movie, does say, (laughs) maybe even the 2006 Olympics. Like, this chick's been skating for literally less than than nine-month school year. Yeah. And apparently... she's been skating her whole life on the pond. Yeah, but, like technically skating yeah like technique like, like skating learning. with technique yeah for less than a year mm-hmm. and apparently she's about qualified to go to the olympics yeah i think what? like michelle kwan more than anyone should know how much hard work and dedication yeah, it takes like all these the people are like oh she's so great she's so great it's like okay none of you people think that this is like obscenely like unrealistic yeah she's also like giving up harvard for a dream that she has had for literally eight months yeah exactly like hold on i'm good at this like you never thought to like maybe pursue this as a child wait wait, wait, hold on like i'm pretty when i'm on the ice like screw harvard that's yeah which like you can be pretty and not be a figure skater like Like, there are other pretty reading a book yeah you know there are plenty plenty of pretty girls at harvard i'm sure i'm sure 
Like I'm, sh- they have like Rory secret Gilmore, societies right? and stuff she like that. Harvard? Yeah, just kidding. Excuse no. me. But like they have like secret societies and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm sure there's somebody. Yeah. All right. So the running time was a crisp one hundred, one hour and thirty eight minutes. <laughs> one hundred thirty eight um, minutes. It does seem to. It, no. I don't. The thing is, I don't know what you could like chop out of this movie that would like keep the character development, keep the plot development. Yeah. It like it pretty much. I don't know. I felt like the length really made sense. Yeah, and I th- the only thing that this is was like a theatrical release. So I think if you make it any shorter, it's going to be weird to be in a movie theater. Yeah. But the only thing I thought maybe was a little odd was that the first half seemed very much like this is about the project and then the second half like kind of ditched the whole project thing. Yeah, cuz she didn't care about Harvard anymore. Yeah, but like I thought that was kind of weird like the whole movie she plot became and- the project. Yeah, but then she just like the program and every I don't know. It just kind of got a little like, but I get it. Yeah. So starring oh directed by Tim Fywell, who I don't know who that is. Fywell, anyway. I don't know. Sure. Um, I just looked at his IMDb and literally nothing else that I had heard of. I think it was so. lots of like TV stuff, if I remember correctly. Makes sense. A lot of these like random directors direct. T- apparently, a TV show has no such thing as like a consistent director. Um, I didn't know that. Like, apparently all, t- like, these TV shows are most, like, the CSIs and stuff like that. I feel like every director, anybody who has ever directed anything has directed an episode of CSI. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, I thought that on his IMDb I saw Walking Dead, but no, it's Waking the Dead. <laughs> From 2007 to 2011. He did eight episodes. Anyway. Um, this movie, who's this movie starring, Olivia? Michelle Trachtenberg, a.k.a. Georgina Sparks on Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, loved her as Georgina Sparks. Oh, she's also in Seventeen again. I guess she's like the daughter in Seventeen again. Oh, yeah, that makes... I Yeah, I yeah. kind of forgot about that. I mean, you sure. do when it's like Zac Efron yeah. and Matthew Perry. But, um, and also she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I never watched. But no. she was apparently like pretty big character in that. Mm-hmm. And Harriet the Spy, which I remember um, when yeah. I was a kid. But um, not like my favorite movie, but... TV show? Movie? Was it a TV show? I think it was a movie. movie. Okay. Movie. Um, movie for sure. Yeah, but Georgina Sparks, I mean, she just, like, kills it in that. Georgina Sparks is incredible. Like She's everything. Whenever Georgina Sparks shows up, you know that, like, something's going gonna down. happen. She, like, had that whole, fake baby with yeah, Dan. Yeah, with Dan. Oh, my God. That was crazy. That was, yeah. Gossip Girl's crazy. Got crazy. Oh, it's so good, One day though. we're gonna have a spinoff podcast all about the Gossip Girl. That's my dream. We could, we could do, yeah. We That's could just dream. have, like, a re- recap podcast. We could mm-hmm. do that for our second, two times a week. We can when have this two. podcast tires out <laughs> because we're so successful or we could just go twice a week and tell a friend please tell yeah, a friend everybody about tell the podcast friends. please it really helps also my my i think this might be one of <laughs> noelle nuggets uh favorite shout uh, out actresses. noelle noelle's the guest on sure. our she's the man episode yes um she loves this person um hayden pantier most notably from Remember the Titans, a movie is that like, one of the co-hosts has never seen. Is she really most notably from Remember the Titans? I mean, I just wanted to make that point very okay. clear to you. Um, that she was so good in Remember the Titans. Um, also in I Love You, Beth Cooper. She was on the show Heroes. She is... A save the trailer to save the world, you know? Yeah, I never watched it. Um, she was on the show now. Na- she is on the show Nashville. I think it might be ending soon. Oh, so is uh, that that's what she's currently doing? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. And she was on Bring It On All or Nothing, Racing Stripes, Tiger Cruise. <laughs> racing Stripes. Um, real the thing star. about the only reason why I included Racing Stripes is because it, I think it wraps in with one of our yes, with one of our um, fun facts. Yes. Cool. Um, she's Maybe also not. in Blackfish. She's very passionate about like. She was in the or no she Blackfish was, the Cove that's what I'm thinking of. Damn. I was gonna say she Not was Black in Blackfish the, the documentary. <laughs> like no, the Cove was also a documentary though. It was a documentary oh. about dolphin hunting. Oh in yeah, I never. Yeah. I was gonna say that wasn't Blackfish. I don't know. Look, because Blackfish was very like story driven and like there wasn't a lot of like sure. random like drop ins, you know. Yeah, but I I get Blackfish and the Cove confused. They're both about like fish that are mammals. Marine, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah. she also started out on soap operas. Um. Like, One Life to Live and Guiding Light. And when I say started out, like, she was in, like, more than 20 to 30 episodes. Like, she was... Oh, yeah. Mm. That's so crazy. Um, But she was in, like, quite a few episodes, so... Um, Also starring Joan Cusack, somebody I love so much. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. We've already talked about her. We have already talked about her. However, I did like her a lot better in this movie than I did in School of Rock. Watching both of them recently, I definitely liked her better in this movie. Yeah, it's so interesting, like, just how much overlap there is in the movies. Like, even just the 20 or 21 that we've done, like... Almost everyone is within like two degrees of separation oh, yeah, from for a sure. different movie. There's for sure. not a lot of Except, actors. <laughs> well, Xenon had Raven. I'm trying. Yeah, like it's it really makes you realize how small Hollywood is, you know. Especially the like children, you yeah. know, not like children, but like teen children focused Disney. You know, I like, mean, like they keep it in the family for sure. True. Yeah. Um, so also in this movie, which I did not remember literally at all, was Kim Cattrall, who you know from being Samantha Jones Obviously. on Sex and the City. And also she's been in the news a lot lately. I think her brother died. She's yeah. been like saying a lot of mean things about SJP. Well, like, the thing, it's okay. a whole thing. So she, okay, so she, the thing about, okay, so the thing about her brother is she posted that her brother had gone missing um, from his home, and that apparently he left, like, his wallet and his keys and everything um, in, like, on his table, and had, like, walked out the front door, apparently, like, there's, and then the, she was, she sent out, a me- like, she posted on um, Instagram for people to help, like, a missing persons thing that, you know, sh- to help find her brother. And then the next day, apparently, they, the police found him. Like, he lived, like, on a farm or something like that, like, on acreage, and they found him on his land. So I'm, I would, yeah. they haven't released, but it released anything, but it very much, like, I would assume some kind of suicide. But, um, uh, but, like, apparently... SJP has been like trying to reach out but in a more public sense and like Kim Cattrall is not having it which like you would I understand after all this stuff about the Sex in the City 3 like just lay off and if someone's telling you to lay off in like a time of grieving lay yeah the fuck off true like listen to people when they're grieving for sure exactly like they know what they want at least and if they don't then just give it to them you know who cares mm-hmm. 
Um, moving on to a slightly less depressing, although not entirely less depressing. This movie, uh, just into the fun fact section, this movie oh. only grossed $6.8 million on a wide release its opening weekend. It ranked fourth behind such gems as... Yeah, this was necessary to include. This is so necessary. <laughs> the Ring 2, Robots, and... Starring The Rock, The Pacifier. No, it was starring Vin Diesel. Oh, whatever. They're the same. If it was, if it was The Rock, it'd be like worse. But like it'd be sadder. It'd be slightly better. Yeah, like it would be. It would. Yeah, it would. I'd be sad that The Pacifier wasn't third. But um, yeah, it was. It was a wide release, and we wanted. I wanted to make sure to like let everybody know this wasn't a wide release, and it like got beat out by like a Wonder Woman or like a huge like, like Titanic. Yeah, or like no. the Avengers or something crazy. Like no, it, it was. The Ring too. Which this is sad for like a kids movie. Like kids movies di- sell yeah. so many tickets. I, yeah, I I don't. Rem- However, I don't know what the marketing looks like on this movie, and oh, I I do. You hold do. on. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say I don't remember any like trailers or anything for it when I was. I mean, like you know, I have no idea what the trailer or anything looks like. Let me just play movie. you a quick little uh, promo that I found on uh, from Disney Channel. Um, but just an aside, it grossed $24.4 million domestically and 3.2 additional internationally for a total of $27.6 million, million worldwide, but it had a $25 million production production budget, which means it didn't really make hardly any money. Ugh, yikes. But, oh well. Um, I would assume... The budget for this movie probably went to paying the actors, is what I'm going to guess. I mean, I hope so. Like, you have some big names in here. Yeah, like a Kim Cattrall. Even, you know, I think even like a Hayden Panentier, a Michelle Trachtenberger, I don't think demands a lot, but like a Kim Cattrall, even a Joan Cusack, like, I think. And there was a, it was a relatively like, you know, decent sized cast. You had to teach people how to skate, which can be, you know, Michelle Trachtenberg learned how to skate for a long time and I'm sure she's not paying for that stuff out of pocket so yeah okay so I found the Disney movie surfers episode that I was looking for this was uploaded to YouTube a a solid 11 years ago is what it says next to it which didn't even realize YouTube was around that long ago I'm pressing play Time to go behind the scenes of the latest Disney movie. Surfers. Like the graphics are so you just know. Yeah, come over here and watch this. Oh my god, I remember this girl, of course. No, you remember all of, I remember yeah. this dude. What is that vest though? That is very oh my god, blues clues. Like he looks <gasps> like he's on blues clues. That's the vest. And Hayden about their challenging roles. Like I wonder where these people are now. They're not doing, what is that like scarf? It's, it's very Hannah Montana. For sure. Hannah Montana had lots of sparkly scars. Hannah Montana started just a year after this, you know? I'm going to the this little girl is so cute. Squish me? I'm going to the 2010 Olympics, so can you try not to squish me? A young skater who goes for her dreams with some help from her friend Jin. I have to do this. I want this more than I've ever wanted anything. That's, that's not a reason <laughs> to give up Harvard, but okay. All the actors. First up, I got to talk to Michelle Trachtenberg on the set. Jen is the star skater. And no, she's not. Admires her she's the coach's kid. Nikki's the star skater. Casey is such a creep at the beginning. She really is. Like, she did not look into any of this before she got into it. Like, no. 
but I don't think there's a lot to work with. You're hot. But stay away from Brian, he's mine. Like, you've seen her with that other dude, you know she's not gonna go for Brian. Teddy, you can just Well, and Teddy is Jen's brother. So she's like, Teddy, you can have. Cool, thanks for giving me your brother. Like, glad you Thank weren't you going for Thank you for your him. permission. Yeah, and like, glad you weren't going for him. The Zamboni. Teddy the Zamboni driver. <laughs> Teddy the Zamboni driver. <laughs> for me to skate on. Love the montage. The worst skating on rough ice. Medium smooth or glassy? Medium smooth or glassy? <laughs> glassy. Glassy. Why would you why would you take a What's the point? Yeah. Why would you bring a Zamboni all the way here to do medium smooth? Are you kidding me? It was pretty awesome. All the buttons and everything? Yeah, it looks more complicated than it is. I mean, it's I don't feel like driving a Zamboni looks complicated whatsoever. <laughs> like drive it, it looks like driving a go-kart except big. <laughs> Or a tractor. Hold on. Just listen to this part. We shot it at the beginning of the summertime, and we had to create this pond out of nothing, freeze it. Wow. Like, it's all uh, blown snow, and it's all fake. artificial. And it was fun. They shot in Toronto. It snows in Toronto. It snows in Toronto. And I don't know what happened. It must have froze or something, but I went over it like a jump. Oh, no. And uh, went through two Zambonis. Broke, <gasps> broke two Zambonis? That's where the budget went. <laughs> I, ass I assume these are very expensive machines. Her name is Jen. Yeah. In the beginning of the film, she's Miss Popular Everywhere in Place. Jen has this big journey of realizing that she doesn't like skating. That's not a big journey. That's a very short yeah, journey. Yeah, she, she, she knew it all along. Yeah, it was very obvious. She hated it the entire time. Exactly. Did you always know how to skate before the movie? No. We did some training every day. About two hours a day, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're on skates for the first time, it's very... I've never been on ice skates. Really? Yes. Well, you're from California, so yeah. it makes sense. Finally, Rose caught up with Kirsten and Juliana, two real-life skaters who act in the field. Real-life skaters? Oh. Tell us about your characters. I play Nikki. Oh my god, okay. She is a total brat. That's 7.30 total, or 4.05 and 3.25, or if you want to split it the other way, you can keep it all if you just stop doing that. Such a brat. I so rude. Zoe, and she is the tough chick. I didn't know that these were both real nice skaters. Name. I hear that you have a really interesting nickname in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is that? Well, 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 if it isn't the leaping dwarf, jumping shrimp. I mean, they're both pretty terrible. No, yeah, awful. But the thing about Nikki, I I noticed at the end of the movie when she's like doing the interview, like she's missing a tooth, and I'm like, what kind of actress is missing a tooth? Oh, I definitely like didn't notice that. Okay. She, yeah, she's like flat out like missing. Not like I'm like, how old is this girl? That like, she's supposed to be in high school and she's missing a tooth. Like I actually think are she her is, parents like, paying just... for too much ice time? They can't pay for. Well, I was thinking like of her as an actress. Like, how in the yeah. world is there an actress that's missing a tooth? Um, but I actually think in reality she's clearly just an ice skater and isn't mm -hmm. actually an actress. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the movie was shot primarily in Toronto, so apparently in the summer instead of the winter, which would have snow, but okay. Yeah, to be fair, you don't want to be in Toronto in the winter. So um, another fun fact, Michelle Trachtenberg had never skated before the movie and she spent eight months learning in preparation, which seems like so much. Like, that's a yeah. long time. Eight months? But that's she about did, how much time Casey had. She did a lot of... Yeah, true. Um, she did a lot of her own skating um, for... Or she did... For the movie, she was did most of her own skating. Like, didn't have a lot of doubles. Um, but there's a quote from her 
saying it was constant i trained for eight months including the time we were shooting when we weren't filming it was like five days a week five hours a day yeah five hours a day i had ballet every other day mixed into that and then when we were filming it was seven days a week of work on the weekends i was doing choreography and then during the week it was 20 hour days just constantly on the ice from morning to night i worked really really hard i bumped and jumped and fell all along the way and did all that but i guess it's all part of being an athlete it's all part of being an athlete no that's part of being an actress not an athlete like athletes change so differently legendary role of casey carlisle um yeah obviously hopefully it was no yeah athletes wouldn't train like that because you would just like tire your body out it has to be more sustainable yeah exactly you would you would burn out like uh jen did (laughs) yeah so, uh, the next fun fact is about Kim Cattrall's character, who is named Tina Hardwood. Um, what's this name in a reference to? Oh my gosh, this is my favorite fun fact that I found. So, it's a good one. The name Tina fun Hardwood one. is a reference to Tanya Harding, because in the movie, Tina tried to cheat her way to the top by injuring another skater, in the same way that Tanya was accused of being involved uh, um, in the attack on Nancy Kerrigan, a skating competitor. I love how you have to like clarify a skating competitor. Nancy yeah, whatever. Kerrigan. Like in case anybody doesn't know, but I, I thought this know. was so shade, and I yeah. loved it. It was it, a lot of shade. Yeah, whoever wrote this, lot of shade. Yeah. I did. I sort of put that together, but I also just wasn't paying enough attention to the well, fact like that her name Disney was Tina Hardwood. Well, like in a Disney movie in 2005, like I wouldn't have assumed something like that. No, yeah, but like there have to be people who are into into figure skating, like writing this movie. Oh, and the Raising Stripes correlation was that um, the movie that um, Hayden Panettiere did right before this was Racing Stripes. So she said, I saw, Is that I the watched, movie where she like, uses the zebra she rides as the, the racing zebra horse? And, yeah, she races with the zebra. And I guess she had to like learn how to ride like a horse, like something for that oh, movie. Okay. I don't know. You typically don't ride zebras. But I guess if she had to like learn how to ride a horse or something. So she said it was like completely different. I think I read like, during like when Racing Stripes was happening, one of those fun facts was like, it wasn't actually a zebra. It was just a horse painted black and white. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she, so that, so she had to learn how to ride like something. Mm-hmm. And then she goes from that to like ice skating. It was very different, and, but she liked it. And I'm like, I guess that's the joy of acting. But yeah, so that was the tie back into Racing Stripes, which probably did better in the box office in this movie, which is kind of funny. Um, but, hold on, hold on. I actually... It did. I was just about to say, I want to look that up because I honestly um, box, bet it went. Racing Stripes in the box office, $90 million, and its budget was only $30 million. Wow, So Racing Stripes crazy. was really a success. <laughs> Dang. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, it like, did like way better. That's funny. Okay, so the plot. <sighs> Getting into the plot. I feel like we should have, like, transition music. Like, we should have, like, a plot theme song. And then we should, you know, I don't know. Who do you think I am? Max Dawson, I, I can't do I, that. But it would be fun. You know, like, it would be like, and it's time for the plot. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on, say that again. No, I don't want to record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the opening, I got, like, really into, like, the I don't know I felt like I was writing like a screenplay like opening music sequence to an Ally and AJ song that everyone you just like did your hand for all the listeners she just like did a hand motion like she was a figure skater which I've been doing a lot because I've been watching a lot of figure skating because of the Olympics oh I really liked um 
Virginia Mendova, the Russian girl, who oh, yeah. she's like amazing. Yeah, she's and when I watch her, like she just does everything everybody else does, but like way better. Like in her jump, she like sticks Anything her arms you up. Can do, she can do. But better. like in her jump, she like puts her arms up instead of tucks them. In. Like yeah. she does everything like to the next level, and she's amazing, and she's like gorgeous, and she has the prettiest. Outfits. She probably has a case of Carlisle helping her out. Okay. De- definitely physics programs. Um, <laughs> So, the opening music sequence to an Allie and AJ song that everybody immediately begins singing to, I don't remember which one it was, but it yeah, definitely what? put me in the mood to, like, watch this movie. So, D- Disney, I'm thinking, did a focus group on this, and I was in it. Um, also, no one, probably, by Allie and AJ Mashaka. I just remember this being, like, a very Disney movie. Disney song. Yeah, I didn't really like the music in this that much, mostly because it was just so, like, earnest, and I don't know, I just wasn't a fan, really, of any of the music in here. But we see Casey Carlisle for the first time skating on her frozen pond behind her house before school in the movie. Um, her phys- And then we see her at school, and her physics teacher recommends that Casey pursue a science scholarship to Harvard University, telling her that she has a calling. To qualify, she must create, perform, and present a personal summer physics experiment slash project. Um, and I noticed just immediately that there was there is nothing that would get me out of bed that early in the morning let alone when it is freezing outside so yeah, she's that's like dedication outside skating on, on the pond before and I, like, school couldn't like, even high when... school started at like 7 30 that's mm. ridiculous Ugh. um just a casual harvard scholarship yeah you I'm... know like just a casual scholarship directly to harvard just a casual <coughs> like she's trying to get the scholarship she hasn't even gotten into the school yet you know like usually you get into the school and then yeah you get a exactly it was very strange but yeah, i don't know that way to started, do it. started all of the absurdity to me i'm assuming you know how like these are things like i don't think my teachers my physics teacher would have a clue about no. a harvard scholarship i'm assuming she's probably this is she supposed was to be in the set located yeah, yeah located fairly close to harvard that they would like know about these sorts of things um but while wa- oh sorry um while watching a figure skating ch- competition with her math friend her math nerd friend, Anne, Casey comes up with the idea for her project, applying physics concepts and equations to improve skating technique. Um, shout out to the last podcast where we <laughs> both agreed that Anne was a terrible first name, and then we watched a movie the next time. Oops. With a character named Anne. Yeah. So essentially what Casey decides to do is the, the money ball of ice skating. Like, she's going to try and find the formula and, like, figure out what makes a skater good and, like, make them able to land and all that stuff. Um, and she, like, needs other people to help her. So to gather data, she needs to watch and record other skaters in order to analyze their movements. I don't know what computer program she was using. Like, there's no way that would actually work. You'd have to, like, take a screenshot, figure out the parabola, and then do, like... Yeah, and the whole thing is that the camera angle would change the the equation. Like, everything would change. You'd You'd have have to do... Really good, like, image stabilization. You'd have to have... You almost... It's not the computer program that you need. It's the equations that you... You'd almost need to do, like, more measurements of the person, their Mm -hmm. jump height, their, like... Um, being able to regulate their jump height, like everything, oops, um, everything can be like because when you're doing physics like that, if you if your jump height changes 
you know, like if you use more force one time and less the other, yeah. the physics is all going to change. So yeah, I don't think the science was that sound. Mm, yeah, and I think the science could be sound, but you would it, it would take a crazy a program. Yeah. yeah, a lab, and it would take Harvard. Yeah, and like in the program that she was using, they kept me insinuating that she like made the program. I'm like, she's not a computer genie, you know, like she's no, not yeah. a coder. Like that would take a lot of coding. It was just a little. Yeah. Too much. If you put a lot of thought into it, it got really sticky. So about two seconds after she sits down and begins recording a private training session at the local ice rink, she's caught and questioned by Tina, um, the character based off of Tanya Harding slightly, uh, the owner of the skating rink and the mother of Casey's popular classmate, who is not her friend at all, Jen, spelled with a G, and... (laughs) um, and uh, Tina is also the coach for Jen, Nikki, and Tiffany. Yes, um, I definitely side with Tina on this one. I feel like figure skating routines are a lot like dance or cheer routines, and they're kept very secret so the competition doesn't steal your material or simply try to just do everything in your routine better. Yeah, that so. would it just it would be very weird. But also, like, what? skating person is bringing in like a high school student to like pretend to be doing a school project like is that really how they're I mean I think it would if it was on the level of the Olympics sure but this isn't so it that's why it was but whatever um but I I do also agree with the sort of like ask forgiveness not permission aspect to this like Casey decides like I'm not gonna ask if I can but I think if any, if you're going to do something like this, you always just, like, go to the owner first. Like, you don't yeah. just, like, show up and assume you're allowed. I, like, the ask forgiveness, not permission, that makes sense for me. For Casey, I, like, don't think that actually makes sense in her character because she just yeah. seems so cautious. And so, like, she would by ask. the book, too. And especially yeah. because if you're do with things just from, in general, no, um, my very, very little like um experiment in laboratory and research background from undergrad you like you can get in trouble for not having those correct permissions and things like that so if somebody yeah, like comes I, up and contests any like says i didn't give her permission after you're already done and like are trying to publish your information you can get in big trouble mm-hmm. so like just your irb standards sure yeah um but yeah if you if you don't ask for permission if she's trying to do like a proper experiment she needs to ask for permission not just like show up especially with how in-depth she gets in this experiment you kind of need that permission yeah um what, what happened next after convincing the parents of the skaters casey gets permission to sit in on practice sessions even getting on the ice herself to record closer shots we quickly find out that jen is being pushed hard into competitive skating by tina even though she would rather be spending time with her boyfriend and friends at school because she's very popular <laughs> we also in this section we get teddy yelling at casey telling her that she's not allowed to have street shoes on the ice He's so like that starts their little like tryst right yeah i mean it's literally him yelling at her but yeah sure. yeah i i yeah which turns into love but you know what do you do sure that's i mean okay guys skating in here to come at you in the middle of the podcast <laughs> 
triple lusting into your ear holes. Um, so we just want to give you a few plugs in the middle here, which we have started doing and we like doing. Um, so and I know you like it when we do it. <laughs> uh, do you though? Let me interrupt. Do you? Um, okay, so you can follow us on Instagram at tbtamp. You can also email us if you have any questions, comments, etc. at tbtamp at gmail.com. Also, we would really appreciate if you scroll down to the bottom of your podcast feed and give us five star rating. That would be fantastic. Also, tell your friends, neighbors, just make it your homework this tell week. Tell your mom, tell your dog, etc. Yes, Go on their phone, write us five stars. Everybody, tell your dog to tell tell your dog walker tell everybody you know about tell us. your postmate anybody sure. tell your figure skating coach who buys you skates that actually don't fit that you need Stop to break in them. that gives you a physical injury exactly um yeah and that's what else do we have oh you can follow me on twitter or instagram at TBT. or both oh wait no I'm not TBT. At Twitter or uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mac is cheesy. M A C K is cheesy. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miranda Johnson. M I R A N D A J O H N Z O N. And if you want to financially support us, you can visit our Red Publish site to buy stickers, uh, phone cases, phone cases any that's of that basically good stuff. it. But mostly stickers. You can usually find a 50% off promo code. Um, you can find our Redbubble page either in the link uh, in the description box of this podcast, or you can search TBTAMP on Redbubble.com. We super appreciate that. Um, and yeah. Now back to, to your listening pleasure. Back to the show. Yes. <laughs> Triple Lutzing out. Yes. <laughs> do it again. Okay, cool. Bye. I mean, not bye. I do that every time. Not bye. So after some time auditing the practice sessions and like taking a lot of notes and just staring at the computer, um, Anne tells Casey that she needs to make the project more personal. So Casey decides to apply the principles to her own skating and they start like making the most cringeworthy video I've ever seen. She's like, hi, I'm Casey Carlisle. And here <laughs> I'm going to teach you all about what I have found to be blah, blah, blah. Um, so she, she also signs up to join a novice class taught by Tina, but she can't afford the $800 fee. And like, I don't blame her. She's in high school. Um, so she takes a job working concessions at the rink to earn the money. Like everyone else in her class, Casey takes her skating very seriously. It's like, everyone is just so serious about ice skating. And yeah, I, I don't, I, it's like she lives in like Soviet Russia. <laughs> like, and they're like, if you don't do skating, in Soviet you Russia, go to jail. Ice skates you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you don't skate ice, ice skates you. Yeah. Figure um, skates. <laughs> Um, she finds out from a six-year-old classmate that their end-of-session recital will also be judged to place the students in their appropriate competition level, um, which, I mean, yeah, sure. So <laughs> when Casey um, starts working at this uh, concession stand, these the girls come up and the other, like, her age Jen, skaters Nikki, come up and, and Tiffany all Tiffany. come up and, like, order food from her. And barely, like they, yeah, they order like um, weird like plant salad with yeah. like half a cup of garbanzo beans. And my first thought was, what kind and of skating rink? What kind of skating rink concession stand keeps garbanzo beans on stock? Like, like I mean, her mom owns the skating exactly, rink. Exactly, so but buy like, some then why? Beans. Like, why not? Like, why would you be paying money at the skating rink concession? Yeah, why not true. just like have your own shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
quarter cup of cheese. Um, but also clearly it's all... And why'd she have to pay for it? What? Why'd she have to pay for it? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. why would she go and pay for it at the concession stand and not just bring it on her own? I'd be like, bitch, this is my cheese. Meal prep. <laughs> um, but clearly <laughs> adults... <laughs> this is my That's cheese. my cheese. Uh, those are my I garbage. Said, I feel like I definitely, like, heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, this is my cheese. Probably a birdie. There's no way. <laughs> definitely to birdie. I've said that. Um, birdie cle- gets his own special little cheese balls. Yeah. Well, because I have to put, like... Um, Clearly, adults do not typically take up skating because the average age of the students in Casey's novice class is literally six. Maybe seven because she brings up the age so much, but there's like 15 kids in this class and they're all like four, five, six. Started from the bottom. And, And that's what's crazy is that these are the novice kids. Most of these kids skate first since they're six. To get as good as Casey does in eight months. Yeah, it's like Casey is only as good as a six-year-old when she's been practicing on her pond for literally ever. Like, Which, like, if you don't know how to do it, I guess and you if don't know the technique. Taught. Yeah, if you don't know the technique, then it makes sense. But that, but you also don't improve like exponentially. Like you yeah. do, but not to like Olympic level in eight months. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, Michelle Guancho. Um. So what else did I say? Oh yeah. So it's definitely like not one of those. It's definitely one of those things that you have to be doing basically yeah, from like the time dance. that you can walk, like gymnastics or dance or something, because your muscles literally like form in such a way, like as yeah, you are growing sure. up to like let you. Do yeah, those and like things. dancers and stuff like that are the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just like take a ballet and become a ballerina as a twenty-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um. So one you can day, read this next one because the pun is so good. Thanks. Um, oh, I think I used that same pun again <laughs> because I did this note before I did today's notes, and I was uh, like, "Oh, chemistry great. again." Um, so one day after class, Casey decides to get back on the ice while the Zamboni is smoothing it out to see what it feels like to skate on fresh ice because Ooh, you know, fresh fancy. Ice. Um, Teddy sees her on the ice and yells at her once again and startles her. They have a quick chat about physics and there is clear chemistry between uh, them. Hey. Oh. Uh, Teddy, like everyone else associated with this skating rink, takes his Zamboni drive very seriously, but he also seems to have a soft shell somewhere in there. He is very serious. Like, he's not yeah. funny. No. Also, this movie's literally the only reason why I know what a Zamboni is. Like, I really? don't know what a Zamboni was. My brother used to play hockey, I... so I guess it makes sense. Have lived in California my entire that's life. That's true. Yeah, my brother played months. ice hockey, so that's the only reason. I yeah, think. but like, and we have a hockey team in St. Louis, so I guess. Oh. Also. I mean, we have a hockey team in LA. Yeah, but like, you live two hours in North. Like, how many LA Kings games have you gone to? No, but also like, I was very close to the um, Ducks in uh, in college. Oh, that's true. Did you ever go? No. Okay, exactly. So, um, <laughs> go ahead. So Casey's mom, Joan, makes it very clear to Casey that she would be devastated if she found out that her daughter was skating around in a frilly outfit. Way to have, like, a little internalized misogyny there, Joan. Um, Casey (laughs) continues to spend more and more time on the rink in secret. Um, 
and her skating gets better and better the more she practices, as things normally do. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> unless you're a cheetah girl. She decides to participate. <laughs> yes, it's up and down valley, peaks and valleys. She decides to participate in the recital with her skating class of six-year-olds. But it falls on the same day as a Harvard alumni slash prospective student mixer. So she decides that she will try to bail out of the mixer as early as possible without tipping off her mom. We'll see how well this works. Because she doesn't have a car. Yeah. I just, I truly don't understand. Like, I understand that she likes skating, but does she really need to join a group of six-year-olds and their parents instead of going to your interview and it mixer her at interview. Harvard? It wasn't an interview. It was just, like, a mixer thing. Still. It was some, like, weird, like, alumni, like, it was kind of odd. Yeah, but I just, she wasn't taking it seriously enough. Like, if you want to go no. to Harvard, like... Make that your thing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, true. It's ridiculous. And, like, how, how nice that she's, like, gifted enough to get into Harvard and then also able, like, gifted enough. It, like, what's like, it like to be good enough? get into Harvard have hobbies. But, like, also, what's it like to be good enough to, like, be almost Olympic-level at <laughs> skating and then also smart enough to get into Harvard? Like, okay, yeah, Natalie I'm Portman, chill the fuck out. and I'm, like, perfect. Yeah, so, well, it's like, I'm just gonna. It, most people can't try. even be good enough and, at, like, one thing. Is yeah. That, like, chill the well, fuck out. maybe she's good at the skating because she is so smart, you know? Like, she's good at the skating because she can look at the formulas and figure yeah, out what else like, she needs to do. Yeah, but, like, you have to be, like, a certain, you have to, like, there's, like, a certain, like, also how um, Jen says it somewhere, she's like, you know I'm just not naturally talented enough to her mom later in the movie. Like, I just don't have the talent. Like, she's been doing it for years, and she's like, I'm just not good enough. Yeah. So I think there's... You know, Disney definitely perpetuates, like, everybody's special and everybody's good enough to do, like, you know, the Olympics. It's like, that's not necessarily true. That's not true. So, at the mixer, Casey meets a rockin' physics student named Penelope that Joan totally has a lady boner for. She, though she is a little bit late to her recital, Casey is still able to perform with her class. Tina allows her to wear one of her old competition costumes since Casey has nothing to wear and clearly has no money. The recital is actually really cute, in my personal opinion, but it is rather unbelievable that for maybe 10 seconds of skating that she does, Casey is somehow able to rank in the same level that Jen is. Um, she asks Tina if she thinks she is she could actually compete, but Tina quickly knocks Casey down to reality and tells her how much of a time, financial, physical, and emotional commitment competitive skating is, which I think is actually a little bit nice of Tina because it's true. Like, reality it's check. so expensive. You know, it's like competitive cheer or dance or whatever. Like, it's so much of a time and money and, you know, like, emotional and physical. Like, this is a huge commitment that you're going to need to make. And if you're trying to go to Harvard at the same time, like, maybe this isn't something you should do. Yeah. Um, And also, like, if I was Jen, I would be so mad. I'd be like, Mom, what if you had me wasting my time doing that, like, Casey was already in the same level that I was, you know? Yeah, like, Like, what if I... I think... I I assume that... I really think because it's called junior, like, you have to be a certain age to probably hit that. Um, Probably. Because I know with... Which is probably... This is probably a very bad comparison, but with horses within like the youth division so anybody under the age of 18 there's like there's age division so there's um 13 and under and there's 
there's like little little kids so there's like 11 and under and then there's 13 and under and then there's 14 through 18. so there's age divisions but then within those age divisions there's also novice so you can be like a novice and 13 and under or you can be like just 13 and under and i think she might have just gotten out of that novice um category Maybe. but like literally everybody outside of novice is also 13 and under so you can have really good kids and then you can have really bad ones also yeah so a similar situation to like jen and casey like having completely different schedules like in terms of the amount of time that they've spent and um the level that they're at happened literally like a couple nights ago in the olympics with red gerard in the slope style snowboarding oh my god red gerard is 17 years old and he beat out like people that were almost 30 and this guy from canada literally like almost died like he got into a snowboarding accident in like the backwoods of canada and like a helicopter couldn't even get to him to come rescue him and he thought he was gonna die a year ago and now he's like skating again it's like okay red jar is 17 years old and he is beating him like it's it's crazy i'd be so mad if a 17 year old beat me at literally anything well and i think what's kind of interesting just and also an aside about the winter olympics and like some of these like snowboarding and stuff like that and red gerard was like i didn't even care about the olympics i heard i saw him do um a like a nbc interview and he's like I wasn't even on my radar until last year because I'm more of an X Games person. So, like, that's what I care. Which, like, makes sense if you're a snowboarder. So, you know, like, it makes sense as in, like, that's where your, like, sponsorships and stuff are going to come from or X Games people. Like, that's where they get their money from. Sure. But I feel like some of that's there, like, jumps and stuff like that. Unless you're, like, a Sean White or somebody who's super, super consistent, it can be so all over the place because those those, like crazy like death defying things that they do like you either land them or you don't and they're so and similar to like ice skating they fall in olympic level competition you either land or you don't well yeah but like and they fall constantly in like olympic level competition so when you're doing these crazy ridiculously hard things to do there's really good people who just don't land them in competition you know like the 30 year old who like has been doing this forever it's so hard that like it's the consistency isn't there like with swimming you consistently can swim the same times because it's the same thing over and over and over again where like they're not doing these crazy huge jumps constantly and are able to land them yeah um okay so what else do we have so at did you read that already oh i didn't i don't think i finished it oh Oh, wait yeah um so the little i just thought it was really cute how spunky her little classmate was um that we saw in the video who just has clearly never been told no before yeah you heard her earlier in the podcast where what did she say it was something like you just try not to squish me and then she's also like kind of the girl who's like you don't know what our competition like she told her about the competition yeah she was pissed that um casey got to jump two levels and she didn't yeah um she's just adorable so, um, Casey's physics teacher, after this, makes an offhand remark that she could likely sell her project, um, which I don't really know what he was talking about, but anyway, it gives her the idea to help the other skaters improve their technique in exchange for ice time so that she can continue skating herself. Joan becomes increasingly agitated that Casey is spending so much time on her skating physics project, which I don't understand. Like, I don't understand her being mad because clearly she's, Joan would think that she's spending so much time on the skating project so that it can be better so that she can go to Harvard. Like, I don't know why she's mad. Yeah, I think maybe she's saying, like, 
um, her point was you're spending so much time at the rank you clearly can't be you know focusing on your other school stuff and you know you still have to have a good GPA to get into Harvard you can't just do this like one incredible project and also I think you have to there this project can only be so good you know like yeah, you can only sure. has limitations like why are you spending all this time on something that like you know yeah um, so Tina keeps Jen on an, a very intense schedule and a very intense diet too, by the way. Um, but this means that she's very rarely allowed to hang out with her friends or to go out on a Saturday night like everyone else. Um, she finally convinces her mom to let her go out with the condition being that she has to bring goody two-shoes Casey along with her. Rather than going out to the movies like she tells her mom and Casey, Jen decides to hang a Larry. What does that mean? go left so i was just joking like jen decides to just hang a larry and go to a house party that her boyfriend and her friends are at um casey seems to be getting along well with a hockey player from her school that jen introduces her to um but then she like gets really weird about physics and gets awkward and the guy walks away then she runs into teddy at the party while a Jesse McCartney song is playing in the background, which I did not recognize. Oh my God. I had no idea. At first class. It, like, um, it was very... And the chemistry between them builds while they talk about physics. Once and again, physics same and joke. Chemistry uh, I didn't realize it was so close together. Yeah. Um. So Jen is driving this, like, giant Suburban, and she just, like, stops it in the middle of the street and hops out. Like, ever heard of parking? Like, I think she was in the driveway. She was in front of the driveway because there was cars that were, like, driving by on the street. Oh. She, I, I don't know. Because I thought it was weird that she just, like, stopped. Weird. Um, also, you cannot convince me that Casey's, like, curly, voluminous hair is just her natural, like, pulled it out of a ponytail hair. Yeah. So, um, Casey, like, shows up at this party and she's like, I'm not dressed for a party. And then Jen is just like, oh, just take your hair down. Like, nobody will know. Just work the hair. It's like, no, like your hair, when you just take it out of ponytail, like it's not that good. No, not like it was for Casey. Like no. if my hair was like Casey, I would wear it in a ponytail and just throw it out all the time. But yeah, yeah definitely not. There's also um, a kind of funny little joke between Teddy and Casey where Teddy says, you can't just seem to keep off the ice, can you? When, um, when Casey trips and steps into the drink ice bucket and everyone's like, party fail. And it doesn't end up really mattering because she was just, like, stepped on ice. Yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, nobody would joke about that. Like, it didn't spill or anything like that. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, Casey, with the help of other skater, with the other skaters at the rank, continues to work on her skating, becoming better and better again. Um, however, she struggles to keep up in school. Joan is not happy and calls Casey out on a lie about her being with her math nerd friend, Anne. A tip ensues where Joan pulls Casey's backpack off her shoulder where she sees the skating costume. Um, I thought a funny quote was, you and A's are like peanut butter and jelly. And then is this, is it belated rebellion? So like, yeah, because a senior in high school rebelling is belated. Like, no. Yeah. And also like, what, what is she, skating is not rebellion. (laughs) Like, no. Oh, and her, like... She's literally doing the least rebellious thing. Yeah, she she's trying... Yeah, do. exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, um, her, yeah. <laughs> her mom is just mostly annoyed to, like, see the costume, I feel like. Oh, for sure. Like, she's... I think it's some. I from, guess like, she a, kind of cares about the grades, but it seems like she way more cares about, like, the skating oh, costume yeah. She everything. definitely doesn't want her spending her time skating. Yeah, the costume means that she's, you know, actually trying to be competitive, 
But um, despite arguing with her mom, Casey still catches a ride with the other girls and Tina to the regionals competition. Upon arriving, we are introduced to Zoe Block, the skate thief, who mm-hmm. has a very interesting look for a figure skater. She has, because you, you probably didn't watch it, she has like spiky black hair and like really blunt bangs and like colors everywhere. She's sort of like punk. Yeah, which, which is I weird. think is weird for a figure skater. Yeah, but she's a real figure skater. Figure skater so. Yeah, but I don't think that's probably the look that she goes for in real figure skating. I mean, maybe not. But um, hold on, let me see if I can look her up. She's not on the IMDb. <laughs> hold on. Oh, no way. You can keep going. Uh, Jen also takes Casey under her wing, teaching her the classic competition psych out moves and also does her makeup for her. Uh, we see Zoe skate, who I didn't think was very graceful. Like I didn't like. No, but I, that wasn't the point. No, but like I, I didn't think I didn't find her that. Great. Oh yeah, no, she's not like that at all. Okay, yeah, figures. Um, Juliana, Juliana, excuse me, uh, Kenna Rosso. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's like a thing in figure skating. I don't think you go for that like punk look. I can't really show you. It's hard to show you. Oh yeah, definitely not. Like not at all. No. No, she's wearing like cardigans. <laughs> um, so she's wearing one cardigan. It's just pictures from the same thing over oh, and okay. over again. Well, she's like very like put together, like very. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so then we see Tiffany who falls just like skating like around, not like in a jump or anything like that, which I feel like is kind of strange. Um, Nikki and then Jen who both do really well. And then last up is Casey. She bobbles in her first jump, but quickly gets the crowd on her side and is ranked fifth after the short program. Yeah, I did notice, like, while watching the Olympics, I feel like people cheer more for the people who fall. You know? Because it's, like, the people who don't fall, like, they don't need it. No. Well, I mean, okay. Sure. Um... I think it's the first. Oh, so in in either this skate or the like the second one, whichever one, I didn't I didn't take notes while I was watching. I took notes after. Um, Zoe skates to "Toxic" by Britney Spears, yeah, which funny. it's funny to see like a, a punk skate to Britney Spears. Just seems a little weird. Yeah, but it's toxic, so it's fine. So we got to like listen to "Toxic." Yeah, true. Um, that was like one of two songs in this movie <coughs> that I liked. So Tina comes to Casey and she buys her new skates before the program that evening since it's clear that her old ones are completely falling apart. Um, However, like any pair of true, like any new pair of true leather boots, the skates are very stiff and need to be broken in, which Casey has no idea. I wouldn't know this either. Um, Casey falls during her long program that evening and only ends up placing fifth. When Casey takes off her boots in the changing room, Zoe sees her blistered feet and tells her that new skates take at least 10 wears to break in. Casey is rightfully upset that Tina set her up to fail so that Jen would make it to sectionals. She calls Joan, who races to pick her up, and chews Tina out completely. Um, yeah, I only I knew this because of... Um... I mean, anytime, even like leather heels definitely are like this, or Sperry's give you blisters the first few wears. But um, I, when you ride horses wearing new boots, you have like it, you just don't yeah. show in your boots. Yeah, those those sores on her feet were so gross. They were like, like I know they were intense. really I think that was too much. You shake obviously, but it was yeah. like a lot. Yeah, I don't think you would get that many blisters. Like that would be pretty intense. No, you're but out maybe. there for. Three minutes? Yeah, that 
there were, and they were like all over her foot, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, like weird pressure points, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. It was kind of strange. But the next day at school, Jean, Jen, I keep calling, calling Gina. Okay. So Jen yeah, tells Tina. Yeah, it's just Tina, that it starts with a G. Yeah. Well, and then Tina quickly follows. Yeah. Oh. So Jen tells Tina that she is done skating because she wants to be a normal high schooler and calls her out for sabotaging Casey's performance. Casey hears their argument and forgives Jen, who tells her that the sectional spot is hers for the taking. Casey tells her that her Harvard interview is the next day and that is her true spot. But during the interview, she realizes that skating is her true passion and leaves halfway through. I literally, I just eye rolled so hard, even just like thinking about this. Like, I just, it's so completely absurd that she would leave a Harvard interview to like go do a skating thing. Like, because she just realizes that skating is her passion. I love like, that. Like, homegirl, still- first of all, have you ever heard of a plan B? Yeah, true. I just, I, you can't be that smart if you're okay with doing this. Like, what's the, what could possibly be the shelf life of a skater? Like, you can probably, maybe, (laughs) until you're like 30, maybe. Like, I do agree with Joan in this sense that, like, your shelf life of someone at Harvard, like, you're going to be doing that your whole life. And also, you can still skate while you're at Harvard. Like, the two things are not mutually exclusive if you put the Harvard one first. They are mutually exclusive if you put the skating one first. However, if she does do is is very successful with skating and like does, for instance, go to the Olympics, she could still go to Harvard after. Maybe. Like she, it, it's possible because then she has like the notoriety and she's got a good story, whatever. Yeah, but for like, sure. what are truly the chances of her making it to the Olympics? I mean, she's that, got a I'm just saying, like, it, she could still go. She can definitely always go to college. Maybe not Harvard specifically, but yeah. So uh, Casey resumes practice for sectionals on the frozen pond in her backyard because she's no longer allowed to use Tina's rink. Yeah, um, understandably. But she keeps falling because the ice is too rough, like I said. Um, but suddenly, Teddy and his Zamboni pull over the hill to smooth out her pond. And I just, like... How do you travel at Zamboni? You know, like, does a Zamboni drive on the road like a tractor? Like, I just don't I think understand. so. I think it's very tractor-esque. It's okay. The, the ice tractor. That I got. Yeah, like sure. an ice tractor. There we go. <laughs> um, so he tells her that she can't win the competition all alone, so she decides to show up at Tina's house and convinces Tina to coach her for sectionals because Tina no longer has... Jen (laughs) I almost said Gina that time too Um, so Joan doesn't like any of this even though Casey begs her to watch her skate she refuses which is mean you know like I mean it's your mom like I I, that's the thing I I don't like is that Joan is like so unsupportive yeah like this movie would have not happened if either one of these adults were actually supportive yeah no completely and um I, I am of the opinion that Casey's, uh, to a fashion point of this movie, that I don't think we have discussed at all. Um, we really haven't. Casey's borrowed costume that of Tina's is, like, for by far the prettiest one in, in all. Like, um, not, I think her last costume is pretty, her new costume, but, like, of that first round, for sure, or, or of, like, the sectionals, um, Oh, no. Of the regionals, Casey's borrowed costume from Cena is by far the prettiest. Like, everybody has really ugly costumes. Speaking of costumes, this just popped into my head that I noticed while I was watching it. And, like, I can't 
There's a scene in the movie where um, it, I think it's like after um, after Casey makes up with Jen um, toward the end. Jen is wearing this light pink beanie yes, and a pink sweatshirt and she looks like a penis. Like she <laughs> looks like a penis. It's during the sexual. That beanie Poor. was so ugly too. It it's even so had like a ugly. little like, it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was like a piece of material. It was almost like, it was almost like a do-rag. Like it wasn't. No, like, it, it was, was a beanie. It was a very tight, I mean, well-fitted like, beanie. It wasn't, it was like the material was clearly very thin. So like it didn't, it wasn't providing any warmth. Like it was a very thin piece of pink material. Yeah, it was pointless it, like, other than to make you look like a penis. As, there it is. It was like tight enough. Exactly. Like it looks it like literally a do-rag. <laughs> Oh my god! It looks like it could be a do rag though. Bad. Like it's it's so it's not. <laughs> you guys just need to look up Hayden Pennant, uh, Ice Princess Hayden Pennantier. There's a picture on here. It's a bad <coughs> beanie. It's definitely that a is beanie. So fu- no, I know it's supposed to be a beanie, but it's oh. like tight enough to be a do rag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like also very thin material. Like it's not like your average beanie, I guess. Like it's not a good beanie. Oh my god! It's no. so bad. It's yeah. so so bad. Yeah. I feel like good beanies didn't show up until like 2012. True. True. It's not like knit or anything like that. Like a no. good knit. Um, so, so at sectionals, which is for some reason covered by ESPN and commentated by Michelle Kwan. Like randomly Northeastern sectionals covered by Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Kwan, Kwan and ESPN. ESPN. Um, so we see everyone, including Casey, skate their short programs. Casey finishes in fourth after after the short. Um, before her long program, Casey tries uh, to call her mom. Uh, tries to call her mom, but no one answers. Before going onto the ice, Tina tells her that this is about Casey and she needs to skate with her heart, putting a tiara in her hair. Um, as per usual, Casey falls during her first jump. <laughs> But recovers and sees her went and sees her mom sitting in the crowd. She throws in a triple lutz and kills the remainder of the program. Yeah. Okay. There, there is hold on, when you go to the IMDB, the featured trailer is the episode of Mike's Super Short Show. Would you like to watch it? No, we don't need no. Okay, so my thing so she throws in this triple lutz and kills the remainder of the program. So she does really well. Um, she, so while watching the, um, figure skating for, uh, the women's figure skating, like, yes, for the current Olympics, the American girl, I can't remember what her name was, did a triple Lutz and it was like a huge deal because I, there's only been like two other people, uh, Tanya Harding was one of them and then somebody else who have done a triple Lutz in the Olympics. Wow. So there's no way Casey throws in a triple Lutz in her freaking program in the second competition she's ever done. That's so funny. Um, yeah. And, no. But yeah, so that happened. Also, she must have been really saving up for this fancy new costume because, yeah. you know, randomly pops out of nowhere. I feel like Tina gave it to her. Really? Yeah. I kind of assumed she was saving up for it, but okay. Maybe. You never Maybe. know. Yeah. Um, Might have been one of Jen's since Jen just quit. So. True. Yeah. She's got, like, a whole, like, closet of costumes you can go to now. Yeah, true. Um, so, at the end of the movie, we find out that Casey's scores are good enough to earn her the silver for the entire competition 
and to qualify for nationals. She and her mom make up. Teddy gives her a giant bouquet of roses and a kiss. Oh my God. And Tina and Joan bicker as a credits roll and unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield plays us out. Boom. It's my dream for unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield to play our podcast out. And I just might make that happen. Really? I don't like that song. It's oh just God, not rude. It's not my vibe. Like it's just not my song. Oh my God, I have loved that song forever. It was so overplayed when it when it was a thing. It was also overplayed on my iPod. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so how did you rate this movie? Oh, wait, oh character to keep an eye on. I don't know if you've um, done this. Character in a while. to keep an eye on. I like Teddy. I thought Teddy was funny. Um, I'm gonna go with Anne because we share sure. a middle name and. I mean, you, you share her first name as yeah, your middle yeah, name. Yeah, true. You're right. It'd be right. weird if her name was Anne Anne. <laughs> Could be. Um, somebody's name was Eric Erickson that I saw on TV the other day. I was like, that guy. He's in. Isn't that the guy in Princess Diaries? No, no, no. It no. It was a guy who was on like commentary for a political show or something. Oh. He was on like NBC's like something or other. Um, but it's E R I C K. Oh yeah, an American blogger. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, but um. So I'm going to go with uh, Anne. Anne, I don't think, got credit sure. for being such a good friend in this movie. Hmm. Maybe. Um, okay. Realistically, Jen, because I like Anne Pantier, but whatever. I think my rating for this is going to be have to be like a pretty mediocre 3.5. Okay. I mean, but 3.5 is pretty good. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I think it's better than like what it's like what it did like in the box office. I think like, it probably could have done better. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed this movie. I actually watched it. It was on HBO Go, not on Netflix. Oh. Um, and I watched it a few weeks ago, and I enjoyed it very much. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I'm giving it a 4.0. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so it's a 3.75. I mean, it's, it's getting solidly like a bronze medal from us. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. I think that's, you know. It's, it's fine. All okay. Right. Next week, what do we want to talk about? Let me pull up a random number generator. Let me pull up our movies. That was the most annoying thing I've ever done. I'd like to apologize to everyone. 91! Okay, perfect. (laughs) Oh my god, okay. Wait, wait, wait. 91 is John Tucker Must Die. I'm very excited. It's from 2006, a nice 11 years ago. Um, And, you know, solidly half my life ago. Wow. Wow. No, I mean, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, okay. Wow, okay. Wow. Yeah. 11 years doesn't seem like it's that long, but in reality, I guess it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So that's that's what we're talking Ooh, about. I'm so excited. John Tucker Must Die, which is a good movie. I've watched it recently. Oh, I love it. I so, watch it all the time. Honestly, we'll see, but it might be up there for me. Okay. Ooh. Anyway, so if you want to... Um, Oh, email you, us. You can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at tbtamp. Or you can purchase. Oh, um, that's not, I was saying personal. Oh, or you can see find our personal. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mac is cheesy. That's M-A-C-K is cheesy. And you can find me at Miranda Johnson, M-I-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. We'd also super appreciate if you could just scroll down to the bottom of your podcast uh, podcast app on Podcatcher. Podcatcher of your Ooh. podcast app specifically on Apple because that's the one I know how it works. Um, <laughs> scroll down to the bottom and give us five stars. Um, you can that's either very helpful. You know, 
write something or not, we don't really care. The five stars is what's most important. If you write something, maybe we'll like give you a shout out. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, um, tell a friend, tell anybody. That's literally the easiest thing that you can do. And it's the most helpful is to just tell your friend about us. No, don't just tell. Harass. Harass. Force them to listen. It's so helpful. And that's how we grow. And you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow. Charity just like at home, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also help us by um, purchasing Redbubble stickers. They're usually on sale for half off. And you can find our link to our Redbubble page where you can find Liz McGuire, High School Musical, um, Life Size, <laughs> I don't know, um, Princess Diaries, all your favorite uh, childhood movies. You can find stickers and phone cases, etc., related to them. Um, using the link in the description of this podcast. So super easy for you to go to. Or you can also search TBTAMP on redbubble.com. That being said, do you have any final thoughts? No. John Tucker must die. Let's get it. (laughs) Let's kill him. Let's kill him. him. (laughs) Okay. Um, Bye, guys. Bye. Staring at the blank page of boy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's where that was going? No. Okay. Bye.